This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so excited to be doing this thing where I record these workshops that we're creating. Uh, and this particular one is so near and dear to my heart. We're going to be talking about feminine productivity and what that looks like. And really what that is, is the art. I like to think of it as an art form of balancing work and motherhood and our wellness and giving ourselves permission to do all three of those things. So in real life of balancing all the things, my dog has started squeaking a toy. So I'm hoping that doesn't get in the way of this recording, but here we go. So I think that there are so many myths that we work within that we respond to a lot of the times and really hold us back from truly leaning into feminine productivity, which I will define much better in one minute. But I want to talk a little bit about these myths first. So one of these myths that I see all the time, it comes up all the time in our coaching calls, is this idea that we have to wear all these hats of the, you know, the the epitome of the best worker, the best mother, the most well human, you know, the coolest person, like all the different hats that we think we need to wear. Plus there's, you know, the trash and the laundry and all the different things that come with that. And I, I like to think of, you know, it's like we, we might ha even have these, these visuals that go with it. So very often I hear from women, this like this ideal of being like June Cleaver, who is always calm and, you know, tending to the kitchen and doing all the things, or Martha Stewart sometimes comes up, right, as these women who are perfect in the home. And then usually when it comes to work, we have more masculine archetypes, you know, think of Facebook and Amazon, you know, all these men making tons of money running the world. And for anyone who has big dreams around their career and their businesses, you know, these, these names come in, no matter who that, you know, no matter who it is for you, you fill in the blank with all this, like the epitome of the home, the epitome of the workplace, um, the epitome of wellness, you know, who is that for you? And, and same with just this idea of cool, we got we got to talking when we were doing this, this workshop live about you know, sex in the city and, 
and Jessica Parker and wanting to be like her. And, you know, she had, she didn't have kids at the, at the beginning of that show. Um, I can't remember if she ever got kids, but anyway, she didn't have kids at the beginning of the show for, for sure. And she sort of balanced, you know, the cool clothes and the work and, you know, it didn't all make sense though. Um, and so we just think of this and, and we think that we can't have it all because it seems weird that we would be able to have all the things of all those people. And yet we're trying to live into these ideals all at the same time. So that's one really big myth, especially the the work motherhood one that I see come up a lot. The other like smaller one that I just want to name um, in the context of what we're going to talk about today is this idea of the miracle morning, the idea that this morning routine will save you. And don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of my morning routine, which we will get into later. But this idea that it has to be this certain way, it has to be at this certain hour, it literally makes no sense when we're talking about feminine energy and feminine productivity, which again, we're going to get into. But just this, if you've had this idea that if you could just do your mornings in this way and you see all these pictures of these amazing healers and teachers doing their mornings in this certain way and you're like, why can't I do it that way? That's a productivity myth that we're going to get into. And then the other thing, and again, this came up on the live call, this idea that, you know, everything takes 40 hours and, and even those 40 hours aren't really enough. Like there's never enough, never enough time. 40 hours isn't enough. If we work 50 hours, maybe we'll be better. If we work 60 hours, maybe we'll be better, right? This amount of sleep isn't even enough. And if we could just get a little bit more, we're not walking enough or doing enough, right? It's like all this doing energy and it's never enough. And it all takes time and it all takes time we don't have. And I find that we operate in these three under, like I, I meet a lot of people who are attached to these three things, right? There's never enough time. This is the way we do this thing, and I'm going to pull on the morning routine for that, and that we have to live into all these ideals. And it is just crazy making, and it is a more masculine energy that we would have to think this way. So let's take a pause for a minute to talk about this masculine and feminine thing. So I just want you to think of these as as archetypes, masculine and feminine. We're not necessarily talking about men and women, although around here I definitely serve women. So sometimes those things get interspersed, but there is no reason that a man can't live into more feminine energy. That's not what this isn't about male and female. And the other th reason that sometimes I think it gets confused is it is true that, you know, we live in this world that was you know, created by a certain type of man and that did get infused with a more masculine energy. So right now, like a lot of the systems that we operate in, the school system, the work system, you know, the government, like everything is is leaning toward a more, ma a way leaning more toward a masculine energy. So this is about how do we bring the feminine back into that? And for many of you listening who are women, this is a very natural thing, but it may not feel that way because we've been so conditioned in this very masculine world. So that's what I want to say about that. And then here's the other thing I want to say. I sent out an email about this workshop this morning 
And I invited people to come to this talk live because I really just didn't want to be alone. That was my that was my intuition in the morning. So I invited people on and it was wonderful to have people live as I as I shared these words and get some feedback and get some of their words. It was it was amazing. And so a few people shared and someone said that you know, she really resonated with this idea that I wouldn't tell myself ever because I think what I shared in the email was I just don't tell myself that I'm off track or I've fallen off the bandwagon. These aren't phrases that I use anymore. I did use them at one point in my life, but I would say it's been 13, 14 plus years since I've used those exact words. Does that mean that every day is rainbows and unicorns? Absolutely not. And I will get into some of that today, but it feels all like it's part of my one whole life. Um, So it doesn't necessarily, I, I don't feel like things are pulling me off track. I just feel like they're guiding me. Everything that happens is guidance. And so we'll get into that. And that to me is what happens when we're really in our our feminine power when we're when we're in feminine productivity and we're really leaning into the art of all that that means. The other thing that I said was, you know, as I make choices, um, I'm just in this space where I just don't feel the regret. I don't feel like bad things are happening to me. And so, what I wanted to say about making choices is that. To me, making choices and planning are synonymous. So all planning is, is making choices a little bit in advance. And by making choices a little bit in advance, we have the opportunity to connect with this feminine energy that we're going to talk about today. And we have the opportunity to be feminine to, there's no word that's going to like be the right um kind of speech that I'm trying to say. I was about to say feminally productive, but that doesn't make sense. But but we we can we can tap into this feminine energy and be productive from that energy. And so that is why I'm in love with planning, not because I want us all to live these rigid lives that aren't fun and are full of work and in fact it's quite the opposite. For me, planning has enabled me to go with the flow, to really be in alignment, um, to really feel like this life that I'm in is is unfolding very purposefully. Um, and so that's why we plan. It's it's about how we make choices. All right. That's what I wanted to start with. And now we're going to move into why striving for balance is so important. All right, so let's take a step backwards in this idea of balance because the reason that I'm bringing up balance right now is that the reason I'm so passionate about feminine productivity and this idea is because I believe that we're out of balance right now in the world, meaning that everything is coming from a more masculine energy. And as we as women who might naturally cultivate more of a feminine energy, as we as women are navigating way, way, way more responsibility. It's like, you know, it feels like exponential what we're taking on. From this masculine framework, it is 
very overwhelming. It is stress-inducing. It, it's, it's the reason that we're feeling, I believe, so stressed and overwhelmed is because of the model that we're operating from. And so I don't believe that masculine is bad and that it has to go away. I believe there's actually a lot of good masculine energy. It's just that we're out of balance, which is why I'm really passionate about this idea of feeling in balance because what a lot of us need to do is bring a lot of the feminine foundation and support in so that these two things become more equal within us, the masculine and the feminine energy. And another way to look at the masculine and feminine energy, because I know that it's very hard to, or very hard, I know that it's very easy to mistake this for man and woman, which is not at all what I'm trying to do. These are more archetypical, is, you know, the inner versus the outer. The inner is very feminine. The outer is masculine. Um, creativity versus structure, right? There's nothing wrong with structure, but we need the creativity. So these are all like things that we're trying to bring into balance. And so this, the feminine is something that when it's in balance within us, we feel differently. It is what was in balance in me has been in balance in me for a while. It's something that I know how to bring into balance. It definitely gets out of balance from time to time for sure. I'm not, so far from perfect. Um, and when it's in balance, I, I really genuinely don't feel ever like anything is wrong in my life or out of whack or I'm off the tracks, whatever those phrases are, right? Like n I don't feel any of that because what I feel is balance. So balance, what's really important about it, and I get pushed back a lot, by the way, on the work-life wellness balance paradigm that I kind of lead with because of the way that I think a lot of us think about it. And I don't believe that it's about equal time and that it's in balance at every moment. Like that's not what I'm talking about because again, I want us to bring balance more internally. It's a feeling and it literally has nothing to do with what's on our calendar, right? Or what's happening outside of us. It is a feeling. It is a state of being. Balance is what is happening inside of you. If you are feeling balanced inside of you, right? It is not about what's on the calendar. And I know this because I've seen over and over and over again in my life and in the life of clients that we can feel really good and in balance and at ease and calm on days when there is so much going on and we can feel overwhelmed in a day where there's nothing. And so I've noticed that when, you, you, when you're really digging deep and discovering that piece, what you're doing, has a lot less to do with balance than what you're feeling. So here's why balance is important to this feminine productivity discussion. It's important because when we are in balance, when we feel in balance, we make really good choices. When we're out of balance, we don't make good choices. And the reason, and I, and I don't know that good is the right word, let's call them aligned choices. We make really aligned choices. And the reason for this is because we're aligning with 
our heart, with our soul when we're in balance. When we're out of balance, we're making choices based on our community, our kids' school, our conditioning, our family of origin, what Instagram's telling us to do, all the shiny objects around us, right? So when we're out of balance, it's easier to make the wrong choice. It's not that those things will never inform our choices when we're in balance. They certainly will. But we'll have a knowing that's different than it is when we're just in this other energy and making choices from being out of balance. So the other thing about balance is that we're holding the good and the bad, the light and the dark. And yet all is well, because we're feeling in balance. So if you think of one of those old fashioned scales, right? It has, it might, it might be that into coming, if you, if it's all good, it's still going to tip to one side. If it's all bad, it's going to tip to one side. If it's all feminine, it's going to tip to one side. If it's all masculine. But when those things come into, into balance, when they're, when they're of equal weight in your light, in your life, they're in balance, right? And all is well. So that I, this idea of balance is this idea of the yin and the yang, the feminine and the masculine, you know, that we can hold the opposites and everything is well. And we can make choices knowing that we can be super sad about something and super grateful for it at the same time. And when we can acknowledge both of those sides of it, and because, and we're doing that from a place of balance, we can just make better choices about what's next right? Otherwise, when we're out of balance, maybe we're suppressing the sadness and feeling, you know, happy, but not genuinely happy about something and making some choice. Or, you know, we're only feeling the sadness and not allowing in the joy around something and making a choice from there. And, and can you see how the choices would be different? If you want to dive deeper into how feelings affect your choices, definitely head on over to plainsimple.com and take our course from Overwhelmed to Ease. If you haven't done that yet, it's free. Um, and it takes you through this process of how feelings inform choices. So I'm not going to go too deep into that right now, but because that whole course covers it. It's a it's a course. It's not really a course. It's an audio book and a, one that you can read and it has worksheets and it leads to how to make choices in planning your day. It's a, it's a good one. That's why it's, it's the free thing that's on our site. Okay. So here's the other thing about balance. Balance allows us to be present. And what we want is to feel in balance in present when we're making choices. So very often in my program, Flow 365, which is our really our accountability program for this idea of like how to consistently follow through from this model, from this feminine, more feminine model or bringing the feminine into planning. Um, we, every Friday we plan the next week and we always start that call by really getting present with what's going well, what we're grateful for, really lifting that vibration, but getting into presence before we plan. Because from that energy of like a higher vibration of being present, but not overwhelmed, 
and not feeling like we're not good enough and all that stuff, when we can just be there for 40 minutes together to plan our next week, we make different choices. We decide different things. We decide from this more feminine energy. And so that leads to feminine productivity, right? So that's why balance is important. Balance is important because we make different choices from this feeling of balance. Okay, so let's get into a couple of ways, five to be exact, where of how we can tap into our very natural feminine genius, right? And when we really are tapping into and acting from our feminine, we we end the day with this very true sense of accomplishment because it's not based on all the things we're checking off our list. We check a lot off our lists and I'll show you why and how, but it's not about that. It's about alignment. It's about being in alignment with, again, with our heart and our soul. That is, that is our new version of accomplishment. All right. So here's how we can tap into that. So number one, just acknowledging and knowing and playing in the idea that not every day is the same. So in the more masculine model that many of us are used to, how all original planners were created, like every day is the same. And literally men, so again, I don't want us to confuse men, women, masculine, feminine, but men reset every day. Like that's how they work. Like they're their, their, their clock resets every day and they get into the rhythm like every day with, with the sun rising and falling, right? That they reset every day. Women do not. We operate in a 28-day cycle. We also are very in tune, like the feminine energy. So the, now I'm back to feminine, not women. The feminine energy is very in tune with the seasons, right? So seasons can be different. In the summer, we may have one kind of energy where we want to connect with friends and we want to be social. And then in the fall, we may find ourselves feeling like we want to hunker down and go internal, right? Like that, or that may or may not be true for you. You're, you may have a whole different set of seasons. We also have different seasons very often in motherhood, right? So it's like the season of getting pregnant, being pregnant, having a baby, having a toddler, having a school-aged kid, all the way through having a teenager, letting that teenager go to college, which is what's happening for me right now. And it is very sad. I am definitely holding the sadness and the um, excitement of going to college right now. Um, but there's different seasons, right? So not every day is the same for us. We do different things from different feelings based on cycles and seasons. So something that we can do to really um, honor this, and because a lot of feminine productivity is about honoring, honoring our energy, is we can play detective. And you can literally spend five minutes just like going back and be like, huh, interesting. How am I in the fall? How am I in the holiday season? How am I in the spring? How am I in the summer? Just just from your own knowing, like without getting too granular, just noticing that. Or maybe you realize how you are right before you have your period, 
or during your period or after your period. So then you might have to get a little more granular and figure out when that is, you know, when that's actually happening. But don't get too lost in having to be too particular on this one. Like play detective from a high level, see what really resonates in all this. And then if you know that it would benefit you to go deeper, go deeper. Okay. So this is one of those ones that want that, that myth that I shared about the morning routine. This is where that really comes in. I think in honoring that not every day is the same. So there's a lot of stuff out there about a morning routine and waking up at five and starting your day off right and maybe eating the frog first and starting your day with mindfulness and not checking your phone, right? Like so much personal growth around morning routines. In fact, I was even just interviewed about my morning routine the other day. And it's great. Don't get me wrong. I love a good morning routine. I love starting my day off in a way that really nurtures me. But there's a couple things about it. Number one, because not every day is the same, not everything is as nurturing on every day. So if I were to say that the perfect morning routine was to meditate, write, and then do strength training, the meditation and write part might work on every day of my energetic cycle. It might look a little different. It might need to be longer on days I'm more tired and shorter on days where I have more energy, but weight training, that definitely might not be right. Or even a walk might not always be right. So my energy is changing. And some days I need gentle stretching. Some days I really want to push myself to um, strengthen my body, but it is different on different days. It is different in different seasons right? And so really honoring the season I'm in or the day that I am on. And so I almost like to think of my morning routine as like an accordion. And it's like, you know, some days, like the mindfulness stuff is five minutes, some night days, it needs to be an hour, some days, the movement stuff, same thing, it's 15 minutes, sometimes it can be a little longer, like, what does that look like? And then in terms of timing, that to me has been more about my seasons. Like I remember the first time I started like really leaning into meditating in the morning and it was summer and it was really easy because my kids didn't have to be anywhere. If they did, it wasn't until nine and everybody was sleeping a little longer. It was when they were sort of in the later side of grade school and into middle school. They were sleeping a little bit later. And I just had this run of like this eight or 12 week run where it's like I could wake up at six and nobody would even think to interrupt me. And it was beautiful. And then I remember that year, the school school year starting and that phase is like really hands on at that eight, the school age age and middle school and I had kids in two schools and we had to have school drop off and there was a whole thing that happened in the mornings and it was crazy making to keep my routine and it wasn't connecting with my with, with how I wanted to be with my kids like nothing about it was in alignment and I remember that year I heard someone say just do it after drop off <laughs> and I remember that like literally shifted everything but at first I was really really resistant because it got in the way of me starting work right when I thought I needed to start work and I thought that if I it if my morning routine edged into my work time I would never get what I needed done 
And that couldn't have been more far from the truth. In fact, I think that was a really productive time. And that might have been even been the time that it was the time that I wrote my book, Plan Simple Meals. And I needed that grounding meditative energy to write that book as a dyslexic, you know, non-writer person. And so it was really important. It was really important that it happened and it made me more productive as I did things that felt really hard to me in my work. So that is how not every day is the same and how when we really lean into what it looks like to be productive from this feminine energy, it can look a little different. So here's another example that I get. I've had a, quite a few times from clients, quite a few times, which is this idea of feeling really too tired and having a big project either at home or at work that needs to get done. Literally, this comes up maybe weekly. And my suggestion sometimes is, well, if you're tired, why don't you sleep? Why don't you take a nap? And that so goes against that myth that we talked about at the beginning that everything takes 40 hours and it's we're never it's never enough and it needs to be more, right? Yet I have not coached somebody to do this and had the result not be that they rested. And then something amazing happened on the other side of rest. So, you know, if they were grappling with a project, it got done in record time. If they were trying to think of an idea, they were just super creative. If they were looking for an answer, they got it in five minutes, like when they woke up or they got it in their sleep, right? So it's like, that is us tapping into feminine productivity. Sleep can be productive. We were not taught this. So not every day is the same. Not every season is the same. And that's what makes this feminine peace so amazing. Okay, so that was number one. Not every day is the same. Number two, this could have been number one, but I started with that. Let your intuition lead. It's really, really important. So in the flow planning process, which I talk about in other trainings, we're going to dive deep into that this fall if you want to join us. Um, but in the flow planning method, like we always start with our intuition before we plan anything. We tap into our intuition. We tap into our future self. We tap into the, the whisper, right? So that because that is us leading from our feminine energy. So that leads to feminine productivity and what I like to call feminine follow through. So pay attention to those whispers if that's how you hear your intuition. Pay attention to your body. What's your body telling you, right? That rest thing, that's usually our body saying, I'm tired. So it's saying, take a nap. Don't worry about the PowerPoint. Take a nap. So, so hard in this world that we're in. What are the things that show up? Sometimes that's our intuition. Sometimes our intuition shows up in Instagram in our inbox, but we have to be in an aligned enough space to see that that's what it is. So just the other day, we were talking about purpose um, in flow and someone said that, you know, they had followed their intuition once to go on a retreat to learn how to life coach. And when they were there, they heard that they wanted to write a book 
right? So because the, there was another sort of workshop or something about that. And so that's what she came away with. But she listened to her intuition to go to this thing. So very often we listen to our intuition. It leads us to do one thing and then we get the next thing and then we get the next thing. My story was that I saw all these coffee cups on my desk and I was like, what is going on? Why am I so tired? This is 13 years ago. And my intuition was like, all right, just go to yoga. Like try that yoga studio I've been wanting to go to. I went to yoga. The teacher just resonated with me. I'm super shy, totally out of character. Introduced myself to her, told her everything about me. <laughs> and she had this way that would help me gain more energy by changing the way I ate and the way I thought. And she was my first teacher in this journey of sort of uncovering how I, what, what my next thing was. And it was just an intuitive hit to go to yoga. And then it was an intuitive hit to introduce myself to this teacher. And then I had this new way of eating. And then I Googled six months later, a cooking class. I needed a cooking class because I learned how to eat from this woman and she was so generous and helped me so with so much stuff. Her name is Taylor, actually. I should say that. I shouldn't call her this woman, but from Taylor. And, you know, six months later, I was doing amazing. My health was amazing. And I really needed to learn how to cook. And I Googled it and a cooking class came up that was like six miles, not six miles. It was like five miles from my house. Not even probably. It was probably like two miles from my house. And it was the last cooking class of Nina Mandelson, who's also been on this podcast. And I didn't know it was her last class. I don't know if she knew it was her last class, but it was happening that Saturday. I Googled it on like a Wednesday or a Thursday. I got to this class and that was my intuition. And then after I learned this way of cooking, like my inbox started being filled with like, I started seeing all these places where people were making food in this way, right? So it's like, that is noise technically, that is what you might see on Instagram, but that's just an example of how it can be informed by our intuition and that's the feminine connection. So in order to connect with this, the thing that we need, so when we're, when, we're, when we're talking in the first example I gave where not every day is the same, the first you know way that we might tap into our feminine genius, our feminine productivity is you know understanding that not every day is the same and the, the way to figure that out might be to play detective, right? That's, that's what I shared for that one. For your intuition, we need to create lots of space, like lots of space, because that's the only way we can hear her is to create space so that we can. So that might look different for everybody. For me, one thing I did once was so little, but it made such a big difference was that I had started a walk, like walking. It was just it was a way that I would walk, everybody would leave the house, I would go on a walk, I would come home and then I could work. But I needed to get out and walk, I needed that, that switch, I needed the fresh air, I needed so much of it. And I would listen to podcasts and audiobooks because I wanted knowledge, I wanted more knowledge. Um, and I still love podcasts, I love audiobooks, it's one of my favorite ways to learn and take courses is to just, you know put my earbuds in and walk. But there's this moment every day where I need to be able to hear my intuition and I can't hear her with earbuds in. And so I started walking with quiet. Made such a difference. Right? That morning meditation, not watching television before bed, having a notebook by my bed in case something happens in the middle of the night. 
We have a notebook in the shower now. These are all different ways that I create space and I can listen to my intuition. Right? That's number two. Ready for number three? Number three is practice gratitude. All right, so here's the thing about gratitude. Gratitude and why it's such an important part, I think, to feminine productivity is because the the way you feel when you feel grateful makes you just make different choices. And so the other thing is, is that I think that many of us try to force gratitude. I know I did for many, many years. And I'm like, I'm not really grateful that this is happening. I'm not really grateful for the leaves outside right now. I want to be asleep. I don't want to be looking at the leaves or whatever was happening. And the more and more I just learned to really embody gratitude. So it was less about something I was doing. Because when I started and and I first started learning about gratitude, I thought it was something I had to do. And that made it feel not authentic. It made it feel like I was telling myself that I liked something that I didn't like. And what I'm talking about is more about embodying and really just shifting your energy to this place where like, what if everything's okay? What if it's okay that I'm sad right now? What if it's okay that my kid's not perfectly happy? Like, what can I look at and just, it's almost more like instead of, maybe gratitude's not even the right word. Maybe it's more like, how can I get into awe right now about what's happening around me? How can I feel that in my body? And from that place, oh my gosh, I make such different choices. Even when I'm like in wonder and awe about something that's not great um, because I'm present. It's all back to that presence thing. So that is number three practicing gratitude, practicing what that feels like. All right, number four is about looking to nature. So this actually ties back to the other things as well, because very often when we look to nature, we can see that not every day is the same. We can tap into our intuition. We can be grateful. I just used the example of the leaf and how maybe not feeling grateful about it, but usually when we really take in nature, like there has to be that wonder and awe because who on earth would have designed the trees to do what they do or the leaves to do what they leave do? It's like unbelievable. Or even if you just like watch a bug. So looking to nature is really important. And here's like, th- this can unfold sort of to all of the different things that we're talking about. So number one, the seasons, right? So looking at nature is a great way to understand the season you're in and, and what kind of day you're in, Right. And so just walking outside and noticing that, noticing when it's light and dark, looking to nature for that and how you feel in that is is a great strategy. Also, think about birth, right? So a lot of productivity, it comes back to time and how long we think something should take or our, like, our our extreme desire, which almost sometimes turns into anxiety to get something done because it feels so right right now. But when we look to nature and we look to how we as women birth, right? We 
have to, first of all, be in the right circumstance to get pregnant. And then we have this baby in our stomachs for some, hopefully somewhere around nine months. I had my kids early, but somewhere around nine months, right? But it's a long, it's not like tomorrow. I can't say I want a baby if I'm ha- if I'm carrying it in my stomach. I guess I could if I'm adopting a baby. But if I'm carrying it in my stomach, I can't say that, you know, someone has carried that baby for nine months. And then it's born. And then, and each trimester, if you're pregnant, is different, right? So like, For me, I was like super nauseous and sick and low energy the first trimester. And then the middle trimester, I don't think I've ever had that much energy in my whole entire life. And then the third trimester is like nesting and home and again, really maybe less energy, right? But different than the first trimester. And then there's a baby and then there's all these phases of the baby, all these phases of parenting. It's all different. So if we can look to nature, we can start to see how There's transitions, how things take time to birth, and then we have to nurture them, right? So nature is such a good place to look for how the feminine unfolds, because nature in itself is feminine. There's also a lot of space in nature. So if we're talking about intuition and how we need space, how we need to create space to really hear our intuition, like... If we're planting food to eat crops, we can't keep planting on the same land. We have to move it, right? The land needs to breathe, right? So that's a great example of of how we too have to move and we can't keep doing the same thing. We have to trust in the process of something growing. Someone on the live call of this was saying, you know, she's been been feeling very inactive in her business lately and how going through this content really helped her to see that she's been feeling really bad about that like she should be doing something else but perhaps this is just the point where like she's below the earth right and now maybe she's ready for the seedling part but so often we want like idea the planting of the seed to lead right to the full-blown flower and that's just not how nature works and nature is feminine and we need to cultivate that feminine energy in order to really create what we want in our lives right so a way to take action in this is is sometimes to go to nature right so step outside step outside to even just Get accustomed to what season you're in. Go outside so that you have the space to hear your intuition. Don't plug in that podcast when you're on your walk like I did, right? Take the podcast out. Don't like give yourself some quiet so you can hear your intuition. And then nature is such a great way. Connecting with nature is such a great way to practice gratitude. Because again, when you look at nature, when you look closely at anything that's outside, It's just, it's so easy to get curious and and in that state of wonder and awe and gratitude for just how things work because it's magical, right? Okay, so the last thing I want to share, the last way I think that we tap into feminine productivity, true feminine productivity, and really following through on what we want is around mothering ourselves, So part of the feminine energy is nurturing. 
and mothering. And so we spend so much time as women, whether we are mothers or not, (laughs) mothering everyone around us, right? Our kids, other people's kids, nieces, nephews. Sometimes we mother our own mothers and you know, neighbors and coworkers, like we just spend a lot of time nurturing and we're good at it and we are kind. And then we go to talk to ourselves and we're not so nice. We're not so nurturing. So this is about practicing being kind and loving to ourselves, mothering ourselves. This is part of feminine productivity because Part of this idea of tapping into your intuition to really know what your purpose, your passion, what's in alignment with for you to do today. Like, I don't want you to think that every single day we all have to be doing these like amazing things. You can be aligned and go to the grocery store or go get gas, right? Like it doesn't always have to be huge things. And often with managing what we do in a day, we can be really mean on ourselves. And even those phrases that I just don't say to say ever anymore, you know, I've fallen off the tracks. Like that's, it's just not nice. And so when I start really being not nice to myself, what happens is it creates the snowball effect of me not finding alignment with what's next. So the more and more I can practice loving kindness with myself, the more and more I can see what's next. I can tune into my intuition. I can see nature. I can feel comfort in the quiet. I can feel comfort with what's not even working, what's not going well. Like so many things have happened (laughs) and so many not great things have happened and Of course, of course, of course, I don't always react well in the exact moment that they happen, but I'm getting better and better. It's a practice. And I always come back to how can I be kind right now? How can I be kind to myself right now? What would be the most loving thing to do? And we practice this a lot with productivity and planning and the flow planning method by reviewing. We do weekly reviews. We do monthly reviews. We do seasonal reviews and not reviews where we go back and we're like, oh my gosh, you didn't do that. And you didn't do this the right way. And you didn't finish that goal. No, it's like, oh, interesting. I really want to write. And I always get distracted by social media or interesting. Like I'm really trying to connect with my kids and I don't tell my boss I need to go home or like opposite. I'm really trying to build the company and I never tell my kids that I need to work until four. I need that one hour to work and and then I'm all theirs, right? So we're not kind in this way. We're not learning from what's working and what's not working. Um, Because a lot of times when we start to look at at what's not working, we get really mean. So this is a really important part of feminine productivity. And here's the thing about beating ourselves up. It takes a lot of time. (laughs) Like, think about it. Let's think of something little that one might, you might relate to, or 
I might relate to or somebody out there relates to. So let's say you've decided that you're going to eat healthy. And then the next day you go to an outing and you're offered a cookie and you decide to eat it. And that's not in alignment with what you had decided the day before when you really decided that one of the things that you're your body's really asking of you and you're intuitively noticing in your body is that you don't want any more sugar and you have the cookie. Well, sometimes the cookie's there to show us like what the sugar does in that minute. And so you might learn from that and see and see the, maybe you've had one day with no sugar and then you have a cookie and you can see what the sugar does to your system. So it's a learning or maybe you're just practicing following the way that you want to eat, right? So think of how many times you've done something little like that and you've thought about it for a long time. You've beat yourself up about it. In fact, I know I'm not the only one who thinks of things that happened years ago, right? So that means that this little thought has been coming back into my awareness over and over for years. That is taking up time. And the second we can just let those thoughts go, be kind to ourselves, mother ourselves, which is, again, part of feminine productivity, we can open up for creativity. We can open up to really lean into the things that we're wanting. We can have that space for our intuition to pop in. We can find more gratitude, right? All these things really come into being because we freed up the space. All right. So again, important parts. Um, to really tap into, not really important parts, important ways that we can tap into our just most amazing feminine genius and really be productive from that feminine is knowing and coming to understand that not every day is the same, letting our intuition lead, practicing gratitude, really embodying gratitude, looking to nature and mothering ourselves, right? These are just five ways. So what I want you to think about is what out of everything I've said is really resonating? What's one thing, one thing that you're going to take with you into next week? I want you to really let yourself feel what it's like to be quote unquote productive in a new way, to you know, be stressing about something that's happening in your work life and notice that your body is tired and taking a nap and then waking up and getting that idea, right? Or deciding that you're going to um, eat a certain way and, and really leaning into what that's like. And then, you know, different experiences come into your, your, your way that might, might get in the way of that, right? But you've made this choice. You're, you've decided that this food, it's going to fuel what you're doing next. And you're really committed to that. You're really connected to that. It was like an intuitive, it was an intuitive hit and, and you're, you're getting all these answers. And maybe there's a couple obstacles but you, you're seeing how yummy it can be because you're learning a new recipe or you're finding a new friend um, because you notice that someone in your 
community that you see also likes to eat this way, right? So there's all this magic that starts to happen when we practice showing up like authentically as ourselves. And to me, that is feminine productivity. Okay. So a couple things I just want to say about all this. It is a practice. I've used that word like a gajillion times in this episode. It is a practice. Please take that in. If you ever do yoga, you've been told, hopefully more times than I have said it in this podcast, that each day is different. You've noticed that. I go to yoga or I used to go to yoga before the pandemic, I should say. I'm not as good now. But that's okay because we're learning, right? That's me listening to what works best. I've been doing a lot of walking and stretching and being with my daughters in strength training. And it's been wonderful. And someday I will be ready to go back to yoga and I will hear these words of wisdom again. And the words are about each day to being different, right? Some days I go to do downward dog and it feels really comfortable. And other days it doesn't. Some days I can touch the ground. Other days I'm a little bit more crickety right? And so it's a practice. You're always showing up. And each time touching the ground isn't better than not touching the ground. It's just different. It's a different day. Because remember, in feminine productivity, it's not always the same because that's how we lead. All right. Here's another important thing. Practice. And then we have to let ourselves be supported, right? We have to let ourselves be supported, whatever that looks like for you. So we're, we're, we need to be supported because we're doing these things that are very different. We are literally leaning into the feminine in a masculine world. We're leaning into being kind to ourselves when maybe we haven't always been kind to ourselves and certainly maybe the world hasn't been kind to you. We're leaning into seeing what kind of day today is. Maybe today's a nap day. Maybe today is a run around just as the squirrels are because it's fall and it's busy energy kind of day, right? So how can you be supported in your life when you're leaning into something that's different? Is there a person? Is it about becoming a really good planner? Because planning, which is kind of a masculine energy actually, is a great container for all this. It's a, it's a great way to support us. Just this afternoon, one of the things that my, you know, intuition has been telling me is I have to, I, I really want to be good at, at remembering just to breathe, just simple breaths. So easy, so easy to forget, so easy to do and so easy to forget. So I set an alarm on my phone. I set an alarm in my calendar. And so my phone reminded me, and that is let me letting myself be supported. I also have coaches and healers that I work with because they support me in different areas where I'm leaning in to my feminine productivity, which has me doing all kinds of crazy things sometimes, and it's uncomfortable, and so I need that support. And camaraderie, which is a little bit different than letting ourselves be supported because it really is nice to sort of have some cheerleading happening um, on our Friday calls in flow. You know, we all, we start with that gratitude practice. Like everyone's sort of excited for the next person, almost more excited than they are for themselves, for their own gratitude. So finding communities like that, 
there's lots of them. We don't have the only one, I know. <laughs> yeah? It's finding camaraderie. So I'm so excited to hear how this goes for you. So the other thing that I want to share is that these are just some beginning thoughts of how to dive into feminine productivity. And the reason that we will really want to lean into this art of balancing work and motherhood and wellness and having them all, having whatever it is that we're needing right now, is because that leads to feminine follow through. That leads us to actually fulfilling our promises to ourselves because we're in alignment. And it's not hard. It's not like the woman on our call today who was like, yeah, I just, it's been this thing of like, I worked 40 hours and then I worked 50 hours and then I worked 60 hours and nothing was good enough, right? Well, I'm here to tell you that four hours can be spectacular if you're in alignment. And 40 hours can be a huge waste. Well, it can be a huge waste if you're out of alignment and someone's making you sit there for the 40 hours because it probably means that you finished in your first two hours. But it can also be a huge waste if you're not in alignment and you're actually spending 40 hours doing something in a way that's not productive in this way. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to get we're, we're both trying to line up with the things and the activities and the just gestures, the ways of being that we're really wanting to call into our lives, right? So we're, we're trying to have more of those. And we're showing up in, at, in a different way to what maybe I would call circumstances, things that are just happening. And it just revolutionizes how we navigate our days. So this is what's so exciting to me. So we are starting a new course that's called Feminine Follow-Through. It's really exciting. It has a component of going deeper into each of these topics, has some lessons associated with it, just of what it looks like to be productive in this feminine way, like in a very practical sense, right? We're planners around here. So in a very practical sense, what it looks like to show up and live in alignment with your purpose here right now and so we're going to there's some some course work that goes with that and some workbook type stuff and there's going to be some live weekly coaching if you sign up soon enough um, because we're going to run it live in the month of September and October there's some live coaching. And if you're listening to this after the fact, it's still wonderful. And there'll probably be more live coaching, but that's what's happening right now. There'll be, you know, we'll do this live maybe once a year. Um, this is something that I'm doing for my Flow 365ers. But for a number of reasons, I am just so excited to have this sort of extra container so that I can invite you into our world for a shorter amount of time. So basically for the past five years, we have been running this program called Flow 365, which is all about showing up to this world where we're ba balancing the masculine and the feminine, and we're making a plan from this feminine energy. And 
we're being guided into what's next, but we're planning for it. It's like going in our calendar. So it's this beautiful mix of, you know, magic and intuition and intention and like really making a concrete plan. And I, I lead that program for a year because I believe that to fully make all the changes that we want to make, it just takes that long. It takes a year. And I've tr experimented with opening it up for a month here and 90 days there, but it's a really sort of special container where everyone really gets to know each other and we plan, we have small group calls all day Monday and we plan together all day Friday and we're just doing all these things to be that accountability, be that camaraderie and let ourselves be supported, right? Those things that I was saying. So that that is Flow 365. And I, I want to open up a piece of that magic um, in smaller doses from now until the end of the year. So feminine productivity is one of five little containers that we're going to be opening between now and the end of the year so that you can start to come in and learn. So you don't get everything that's in Flow 365, but you get this container, you get a class a week, a live coaching call each week for four weeks. You get the content that's around feminine productivity. And then with this course, I'm so excited, right at the end of it, we're going to be done with the, these five audios that I'm so excited for. We'll be selling them separately too. Um, but I, I'm just going to throw them into anyone who's in, throw them in with anyone who's in feminine productivity and obviously anyone who's in flow 365. And what they're going to be is they're going to be guided planning recordings. So in our retreats on Friday calls, um, I'm always leading, I'm always holding space to lead women through making plans and I love it. It's so much fun. And there's people who can't come to those calls. There's other instances that we like to plan. So I thought of five, the five things that come up most often as we're navigating the flow planner and as we're navigating a season. And I've recorded these guided planning calls where I lead you through planning and there's actually like music playing for 10 minutes between prompts so that you have time. It's not always 10 minutes. I don't know why I just said that, but for the amount of time I think you need to fill out the things. And then, of course, you can always press pause for more time. Um, but there's five of them for right now. There might be more someday. But for right now, there's one for planning out a 90-day goal. There's another for planning a project, which is different than a goal. There's one for planning a month, one for planning a week, and one for planning your day so that you could you know, turn on this audio, sit down in the morning and plan your day in a guided way. Because I definitely know that we have to take personal responsibility for all the changes that we want, but we so don't have to do it alone. And part of the message that we got um, in this world is that we do, we have to do it all alone. And that just makes it harder and it makes it harder for us to be in alignment with ourselves. And I don't want that anymore. So there, all the details are on the page. So you can go to uh, plansimple.com and find the link for feminine follow through. And I would love, love, love to have you there if this interests you. All right, I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple, 
and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day.